for you guys and this week we have some koolau and some kamaka both anniversary models uh the centennial models from kamaka and 20-year anniversary models from koolau we're here with zach shimizu joel blessinger dennis chin chin who um recently started uh working here boxing and he's going to be helping out maybe with some writing and different stuff for the ukulele review blog that we have at the ukulelereview.com this is our weekly podcast so zach is strumming a cold loud redwood tenor there um which is probably one of the models that we won't be reviewing because <laughs> it's just a regular deluxe but uh pretty nice oh, this huh? is not part of the uh, 20 year anniversary yeah that's gonna kind of be the i know i said there was no theme for the you know or no topic for this week but i was just tricking you topic is anniversary models yes it is <laughs> uh, one's 20 and one's 100 yeah both hawaiian awesome ukes and um <clears throat> we're going to be discussing some of the features on them and maybe listening to them a little bit we'll get to that when we do and make up what we do and until then we're gonna go around like we do every week and talk about what's been going on so let's uh let's start with dennis dennis is uh new to the crew but an old friend of zach's and i've hung out with him before i know he plays plays guitar he's uh been a chef and is a well i was a cook I okay a cook cook yeah <laughs> Depends how what seriously you take it, or yeah, is that if, like a technical? If you're the boss or not, and I wasn't the boss, so I wasn't the right. Chef. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Sounds right. Um, but he's got different interests, like writing. I think you're in school for. I graduated from Portland State uh, University with an arts and letters degree. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. People always ask, "What's an arts and letters degree?" Though, I would say well, it's very prestigious. It's only for those in the know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Nobody writes letters anymore. No, they don't. It's it's all a sad thing these days. <clears throat> I mean, it's really heartbreaking. You know, you you write people and they never write you back. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, if you told me you had a degree in emailing, then double your salary. If right I was a that. little smarter in my college days, I would have. <laughs> Zach, what have you been up to? Um been playing a lot with the the new band spooky couch it's been fun we had a show at downbeat the other night in chinatown last week thursday it's a good turnout i think it was our best show yet uh just it's great sound in there so whenever there's a good sound for for a, a musician it you the night usually goes well because you have that like confidence you know that it's sounding good you're not worrying about if it's you know too loud my vocals are not loud enough i can't hear my guitar you know the mix like once you start worrying about that in the context of playing a song you know it sucks <laughs> so when you have that comfort of like yes it just sounds good and everything is where it needs to be and i don't, I don't need i didn't need to try harder to hear myself or try harder because i couldn't hear my guitar or something so yeah it was good good time it's like playing live, getting into the zone, you know? Is, yeah, you can't get like into the, the zone unless you're comfortable. Right. 
the, the zone is a hard place to find live. If you don't have, if you're not used to good sound, I mean, I'm sure rock stars, that's all they have is the amazingness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Joel. Bubbling. Um, This week has been the same. Nothing changed. I did start, well, I started painting again. That's <laughs> in my spare time, that's it. That's the only different thing. Well, like cool. a coloring book, but with paint? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I got I got the purple dinosaur I've been working on staining the lines. No, what what are you what are you painting? I just I don't know. I, what do you mean? I I like to paint. I'll oh, draw like an and artist. then I I built like a light table because uh-huh. I took like animation and graphic design and stuff in school. But I had I, no idea. Huh. You, right, I nice. just do it. And so, are you doing more abstract things, surreal? It's just weird stuff. Sometimes I'll do like there's an exercise we used to do. You just create like a weird line pattern and then you can see what you can turn that into. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just do that or I'll take a picture of something and then I'll sketch it. And then usually I'll take that and then I'll put it against the light table, take the lines that I want off of that. Then I'll put that on to paper or like a canvas and then I'll do like watercolor stuff with it. And then I'll go back over it and do like the lines either with ink or like a mix of like ink and acrylic stuff you can kind of water it down and get these weird lines and layers and stuff that's that's super cool i definitely want to check it out i think you should you know kind of fuse the two uh talents that you have which is luthery and artistry Mm -hmm. inlay is something that marquetry or you know that that thing would be something definitely worth looking into right maybe i don't know i think so i'm gonna get you a router for Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Is that what you... Uh. Anyways, um, uh, let's see what what's happened with me. Um, my daughter went to Washington, D.C. for the week, and my wife was super emotional about that, even though she's the, the one that really, you know, made the thing happen Water and stuff. Because at first I was like, what? Did you see another email today? Somebody's saying that they got sent a uh, a bad email from, or, you know, like... Spam? Yeah, spam. It's like people just keep hacking my account, and it's my account. It's not even your guys. I changed the password to something ridiculous and stupid that I have to, like, you know, put on a piece of paper to even remember, and it's, like, still getting hacked. Do they, once they're already in, do they need the password? All right. Who who out there hates me? Because that's what I have to figure out. I'm not sure who's doing it. But if I, if I knew, maybe I could um, take care of the problem. We have we have our tech Send people on it. You have in 72 hours to anonymously come forward. And you won't yeah. not be prosecuted. Well, at that point, I won't be sending any sort of mail that can be tracked by anything. Because it's beyond that point. You know, Andrew has an RSS watching all of this intense television. If it's taught me anything, it's that you have to take the drama level to ten to get anybody's attention. You know, <laughs> immediate violence right. is the only answer. No, well, thank God it taught you something. One of your neighbor kids threatened me when I was driving up here. I w- drove through. He walked out with a with a water gun. He pointed it right at me. And he went. Bah. Really? Yep. And he smiled when he did it. Well, I never had that happen. I don't know what to say. I only get just like, you you know, they respect me. They step out of the way and (laughs) smile and they wave. Sandy always points out that kids look at me like, 
I like I'm like the villain in one of their favorite cartoons or something. Like they'll like one kid stopped and he turned and pointed at me and said, "You." And she saw it and I didn't see it. He looked at me like I You look like somebody that would know. beat up a little kid. What? <laughs> I guess. No, nah, I don't know. That's a compliment? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> kind of punk rock. I'm the person that kids would hire to beat up other kids. Like the No, I don't see you taking money for it. Just more just uh you know for... Just out of my personal enjoyment. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I know you already, so I know you wouldn't. I'm just trying to be you know, I'm stereotyping you by the way you look. How you do look I look like you look like a Southern California skater kid or something that got a little bit older and angrier. <laughs> I took too many skated. hits of that at Venice yeah. Beach. <laughs> You know, broke your leg too many times. I did break my leg. You're ready to break a little kid's face. Yeah, but that was like, (laughs) wasn't that from like making coffee though? You get that breaking my leg? No, that's from skateboarding. Oh, no. You're trying to make coffee while skateboarding. Never heard anything skateboarding. I I think it's your turn, Zach, to share something on the internet. Uh, The the subject I was talking about last time was um, about studies, studies being being done, and studies being studied. Studies being studied about studies. And, uh, you, you know, you can be scrolling through your Facebook uh, feed or Instagram feed, not, maybe not so much Instagram, but more, more so Facebook. Um, and there's all these pop-ups that say, new studies have shown, right. blank, blank, you know, studies show this. And it's always something that's going to pique our interest. You know, they're going to make it flashy for you. So, like, they yeah, want you to you click, click on this. On thing. Yeah, yeah, you got to click on it. So, but, and then once you start getting into it, it'll be a study about how they did something and you know this benefits you in this way or whatever it may be but no one really goes the extra step and goes to find out you know where this study came from who's doing this study who's saying this we just believe it because we see it on the internet we see it on our phone right away and it's just something yeah and i heard this and someone's gonna tell someone else like really credible like say you're like looking at huffington post or you know like one of you know (laughs) totally or um, what's the the onion? Um, <laughs> the onion. Oh, that one I don't know. That one's I've, always. I've seen that one. Just maybe kind of bend the rules a little bit. I thought the whole thing was just a joke. It's a compl- it's yeah, it is. I'm just. I'm just what about Reddit? Huh? Reddit. That's oh, I can put whatever you want on Reddit. You were taking it from a John Oliver, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, episode. Right. About that. And it was kind of like pointing to the, you know, just poking holes in these. Studies a lot of times they're more put up by companies that want to give certain preferences. I think the term was called data dredging, Mm. which is just uh, a lot of them they'll do an experiment before actually having an actual hypothesis. So they'll just study one area of something, gather as much information as they can, put it down, and then after they see the information, then they'll start making the connections they want. But the study's already been done, so that's like totally cheating because it happened because it happened, but now you're just, you know, connecting the points that you wanna make rather than beforehand saying this is gonna happen with my hypothesis, and then you run the experiment. I remember watching that episode and then there was things like the like pregnant women eating chocolate having benefits and you know, just how like as things are relayed through um, people talking they they get distorted and before you know it it's like there's you know chocolate is like the answer to you know healthy pregnancies and uh you know there's a lot of different examples like that but 
you know, we're talking about like studies that are just say a study shows, you know, and then you can look behind it and it might be legit. There might be thousands of studied cases and there might be like 11 people <laughs> in Idaho that were like looked at. Yeah. You know, so it's like, 15, it's the study. A lot of times it's like college students too, right? Or they'll, companies will either go to a universities and like commission them to do this. And it's kind of implied like this is the result we're looking for. So they either gear the study towards that or they come up, like Zach said, they come up with a study, they do it, they find out what the connection was. Because you're supposed to come up with a hypothesis before and test to find against it, right? Right. You're, you're, you're proving yourself true or false according to, you know, what? You come up with a hypothesis you, and right. you put it under scrutiny and stuff, but they come up with it and then they, because they need to, they still need to drive funding and they need to, even like scientists and stuff, they need to find a way to get more grants yeah, and funding and, one thing and everything. You got to think is all studies are laborious and almost always paid for. Who's going to pay for studies if it's not going to have some payback to them, you know? I mean, maybe that's an area that's covered by the government, but could be monitored better. Let's blame the government. Yeah. Anyways. Um, that was depressing, Zach. Yeah. No, it's not <laughs> supposed to be depressing. It's supposed to be like, just be a little more alert, I think. New study know, shows spruce is the loudest word. <laughs> Called BS on almost everything. Well, I mean, nah. with a grain of salt or maybe a lot of it. Or yeah, before, if you're, if you're someone who's going to repeat it, at least look it up, read through yeah, it, find out if there the was five people too, doing yeah. it. Don't just repeat it like Chris. Right, right, right. Breathing more makes you lose weight. That's what was quoted to me last week. Chris but, Murray. Know, it, it, what was it? Chris. Chris. He, he said, he stopped what he was doing. He said, guys, hot off the press. <laughs> Breathing more. Make you know that when you lose weight, where does the weight go? And he said, it's the extra carbon dioxide because you're breathing out more. Because when you work out, you breathe more. Then I listened to what he was listening to that said that, and it was just some dude saying it. Nobody fact checking it. And the logic was the more you breathe, the more weight you lose because carbon dioxide weighs more than oxygen. And that was a study somewhere. Mm. It's a cool study. I mean, I'm probably a percentage, maybe like not even a pound or maybe a pound, but like. I haven't been it, getting it, much it, exercise. That could make lately, sense. That could make sense. I don't sense, think my, my weight's necessarily changed, just you know? Just breathe deeper. I, I think. <laughs> basically my unhealthy obsession with tv series which you know kind of climaxes in a, a very panic uh exhilarated heart rate sort of state for me like helps me just kind of mm -hmm. keep the pounds off mm -hmm. <laughs> like before you guys so arrived that makes, so i was watching that, the that, last you episode let the stress of, melt away uh, the fat so you're yeah. basically working yeah. out before we came over oh yeah i have been all morning i'm <laughs> finishing the first season of bloodline that i started last night I mean, it's, it's you need like, to take a break. You, you started the season well, last night. No, actually, I do the double screen with my computer, so I'll be like watching Netflix <laughs> while I'm answering emails. I mean, like all you know, good addicts, like you have to figure out a way for it to work with your life, so you're not just totally <laughs> you're screwing yourself, right? Yes. When wow. people come at you, you gotta have a rebuttal that like, is strong. You know, okay, look boy. at what I did. You know, <laughs> but um, we'll talk about that addiction later maybe oh yeah we can <laughs> let's get into addiction. like actually what we're talking about today <laughs> you want to talk about addiction uh, I'm always do you want to introduce yourself first and talk about what you are my name is jeff i'm addicted to this cola oh dang Segway. this cola man i i wanted to keep that i wanted to keep one of these 
I don't know. What did you guys hear differences between these two Koa ones? Do you want to take a second and like play the two and be, be able to just? Yeah, I only that? really heard it tuning it up. All right, let's take a break and let's uh, tune those and we'll come. Ah. All right, so we tuned them up and um, checked them out individually. Uh, right now, I'm gonna just give a short sound sample on first the um, well, what we've been calling the tarot model. Um, but it's actually labeled Kalo, which is the Hawaiian word for tarot. Um, so that one first, and then the Ulu model right after that. All right, so this is the Kalo 20th, uh, listed it as the tarot, but Kalo, the Hawaiian word for tarot. Super loud. Alcoa. This is the Kalo model 20th anniversary Kolo. Made by Noah Bonk. Ryan Condon does the perfect glassy finish. And uh, super good sustain. Warm tone, but still clear. Gorgeous Kolo wood bodies on, on both of the 20 year anniversary models. And, uh, yeah, just some of the nicest ukes we've seen. And this is the Ulu. The Ulu model. Um, a good source of dietary fiber. All right, so we tuned them up and took a listen. And what do you guys think? Go ahead. I like them all. 
of course. But the one that best suited me was the the taro, um, called alcoa. Even though it was the same tree and, and everything from the ulu and the taro. Uh, what did you like about it? it? It had a little bit of a brighter tone, um, as in brighter, n- less boomy. Is it the same set? It's an Oasis set. Oasis. Oasis with the smooth one. They came with Alohis. I think I think I like it. I liked it better with the high G. Like for the first yeah. time. Usually usually I'm always about the I mean sometimes I just put a low G on for um recording because it just shows the potential depth, like whether or not people are gonna want that extra range and uh richness that it can offer versus a, a more traditional and bright sound that uh IG gives uh you know I don't know but yeah I should have really done a video with each just, yeah ideally know, but it's you know it's a lot of work so to much time have it high G and then switch the strings and then another video but they both sound a really good high G anyway. they both did yeah yeah I could tell like how resonant they were with the high G they would show that even a little bit more deeper with the low G right yeah. But it's, t- it's a totally different sound, though. That's the only thing that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, as far as uh, ukulele goes... It, I don't yeah, know. Like, strum- I don't think it's a totally strum- different sound in the fact that, like... I mean, we were changing two different sets. If we went with... If we just changed that one G string to a low G... A low he, if, I mean, how much would you really be able to attribute to it? Those four sh- notes that are going to go lower than the lowest pitch on the C string. Yeah, like a vamp will sound totally different. You know, right, right. Ding, but but it, it's its own thing. That's why it's just... So I'm different. just saying, like, you know, coloring-wise, changing any set from nylon to fluorocarbon is going to make some difference. Um, going low, low Gs, yeah, I mean, it can create a, a different vibe, but really there's not a lot different in terms of sonic character from three strings there's no difference at all right anyways um joel what did you think comparing the two i kind of, i heard the same thing zach did but i actually like the ulu more for the same for that reason i like a little more of like the the boominess or the lower end of it like you heard the same thing as him but yeah i heard the same thing he did but i prefer uh. that boomier lower sound because i like treble and brightness and clarity and everything but I mean, like with guitar and stuff, even when I usually play, it's like in drop tunings and using the lower strings as kind of like a droning openness to kind of keep kind of keep that mid and lows going, and then you kind of color in on top of that. So I like that kind of round, thick feeling to it rather than, I mean, for what I play or what I like to hear, I like having that option to just kind of have like that, almost like that droning I guess it's only droning if you let it do that, but have that option to have that lowness going and then be able to color in on top of that rather than just having like an even clarity to it, which isn't really necessarily balanced the way I like to play or listen to it, but I kind of lean towards that. Right. You know, I mean, the only reason I lean towards the Ulu, I think, was visually. I kind of like the wood inlays maybe a touch more. I mean, they're both super cool, but... um. I don't know, when I was playing them, like I was telling you guys before you tried them out, I thought they sounded like pretty much the same. It's really close. Yeah, but I mean, I, I did hear those differences that you guys are talking about when I 
listened back to the video and I kind of attributed it to different songs or maybe, you know, yeah. just because when I was playing, I guess when I tried them, you know, I tried it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I tried the other one. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, and it's to me, they were both <laughs> just like, oh, man, feel, sound, looks, they're on point, you know. But uh, just as I edit videos and, you know, lust over <laughs> their perfection, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, I, I kind of like side towards like that just look of these leaves of of the breadfruit tree and super curly koa going up just a super dark ebony fretboard inlaid perfectly like that and uh that would be the only thing kind of like swaying me honestly tonally i hear what you guys are hearing but i just if i you, mean they're both like just you know super good if sounding. you put a minute in between when i played both of them i it would be a lot harder to pick out the difference it's only like playing them back to back right next to each other right after each other and you can really hear it but it's still really pretty subtle the differences between them right and i mean if um anybody you know sitting on a good bit of money has any sense i would imagine they would just have to buy both of them (laughs) but um that ain't me (laughs) well it's almost auction's almost done right yeah. Like, when you're fresh. Anyways, I'm not gonna do that. We yeah, there's a couple hours left or something. It's like over. <laughs> By the time you're hearing this, it's yeah. over. You blew it. Unless you won, then congratulations. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean that's just uh, okay. Look, I mean the thing is, we don't do this podcast to sell stuff. This isn't like QVC or something. <laughs> We're just oh, talking about what's in the shop right now. You know. Like with our podcast here, actually, you can download the wave version, which is a lot higher quality than the MP3 that you're listening to on iTunes. If you go to SoundCloud, the ukulele site um, is the the name on SoundCloud. And uh, it also has these podcasts on there, but you can download the wave. And if you download that and you listen with good quality playback, you should hear some differences. And whether or not those are things that appeal to you are really just up in the air i mean look at zach and joel and me are all saying kind of different stuff about what we think of the of the two of them there's no like clear winner um but we also have some other models from kamaka it's Kamaka's 100 year anniversary i want to look up what else happened 100 years ago in 1916. nice so on january 24th in Browning, Montana, the temperature dropped from 6.7 degrees Celsius to 48.8 degrees Celsius. That's 44 degrees to negative 156 degrees in one day. That was the greatest change ever recorded in a 24-hour period. What? What state? Montana. Montana. Browning, Montana. That's... That sounds inaccurate. Negative 150 what? That is 100 degrees... No... It is. That is a hundred degree change. It sounds impossible. In one day. So just so wait. Yeah, give, thing the, was give the two. Give give it in Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit went from forty four degrees, positive, mm-hmm. to negative fifty six degrees, in one day. Fifty six below Neg- zero. Fifty six below zero in twenty four hours. Holy moly. That's insane. I don't know. Do we t- trust? A hundred year old technology? Things died that day. Have I you guarantee seen those it. first Kamakas? No. <laughs> you know what's amazing about Kamaka? What? Is like 
they i mean when i was working as a ukulele repair person which you know that was like half of our business through the first few years of kolau um we got loads of kamakas in and like a lot of them really old and my dad even got some that were like really old but there's uh, i mean a great quality to all of the ones i've played some of them through the years got issues but for the most part it's like it's amazing is that they've been making musical instruments for a hundred years and like i'd say over 90 percent of those you could put in your hands today and enjoy and there's just you know so many thousands out there that they've given the world that like with even some countries like in tahiti they call the ukulele a kamaka because it's like there was i mean you know the last 10 years especially has been like this boom and there's tons of people it wasn't like that there wasn't a ton of people making ukuleles in the 60s and 70s there was a point where even martin dropped off and wasn't making and it was like kamaka was like the ukulele wasn't like this uh you know really popular instrument so nowadays with analytics and youtube and all of the things that go into the world we live in the ukulele is popular i guess i mean i haven't felt a big difference in the last 20 years here in hawaii but i know from stats and stuff it's, it's supposedly a lot more popular and um i mean kamaka kind of carried it through a hell of a lot of years that weren't to where you had people still you know buying and loving that instrument and um it wasn't based on any sort of market uh that they saw potential in it was a family business one dad passed it on to the son passed it on to the son and on and on and now like we're into like the i think sixth generation of it you know oh. so uh <laughs> that is amazing totally rad yeah one company staying together that long in general yeah i guess yeah. i never thought about it and There's... keeping it in the family like how many kids want to like you know follow in their parents footsteps well they didn't want well, actually they didn't want to right they wanted to break away from their dad at mm -hmm. one point and then did they yeah that was did you did you ever do the tour and hear uh senior talk the whole thing i don't think so I, i've watched him like start it before but i never had time to walk through uh, the whole thing. i forget the specific but i thought somewhere along the line that dad tricked him into signing the contract that kept him with kamaka or something like that fred senior that that does the um tour is pretty eccentric yeah he's awesome it's a good time Maybe watching he, him he might have jazzed it up a little no Maybe. i don't know it just yeah. sounded like they didn't, they wanted to get away but they got they got kind of tricked into it but yeah tricked or uh you know lucky lucky your dad's looking out for you yeah i think they wanted to do their own thing that's why yeah but i mean look at what it's turned into well i'm sure he's not complaining or maybe he was. I don't know. You gotta, Legacy, you gotta do the tour. <laughs> Hear his own words. Corey just stopped by. Corey's our our neighbor. He's right down the road. So yeah. And um, I didn't ask you what, but you you were at a gig earlier. What what were you doing? At the play for uh, it was a uh, insurance company had like a private party for their um, employees, and they they asked for entertainment. 
my friend works for um, some kind of uh, entertainment business. So if you're part of that um, entertainment business, they'll just give you a call whenever they need somebody. They'll play somewhere, and then um, like an agency that. Yeah, exactly. I forgot the name of it, but you're on um, the roster. Kind cool. of, yeah. Oh man, corporate gigs are the best. Yeah, they, they just call you. You show up. You get paid. Play you, some music. Yeah. The life. Yep. Very cool. It's good fun because it's really good practice for playing in front of people. I'm, I'm still not 100% comfortable playing in front of people. So yeah. It's, uh, it's good. Just got to keep doing it. Yeah. So. That's great, man. Um, Corey just came over with his wife, Mickey, and yeah. <laughs> Molly, our dog, every time. She sees Mickey. She kind of reminds me of like a Tahitian dancer. <laughs> Her butt goes it's like funny. crazy. It's uh, funny because she doesn't have a tail. So yeah. She's like, she's, looks like she's doing some kind of fast hula or yeah. Tahitian. Yeah. But um, Corey and Mickey are about to have their first baby. Gonna be a boy. Yeah, yeah. How do, how do you how do you say his name? Koki. And, and uh, how many months? Uh, seven months. Oh, exciting times. Yeah. I'm excited for you. She's about to explode. <laughs> like, she's getting <laughs> bigger and bigger. But, That's so cool. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I, I thought I'd be like... I wonder if you know? like one day my daughter's going to be recording your son doing sound <laughs> samples. <with laughs> it's going to be funny, but that son's going to be working for... I think the age difference might be about the same. <laughs> yeah. How old is... It's like a nine-year difference. Anyways, um, today, I'm glad that you could stop by after your gig. Um, we are just kind of featuring um, with the podcast these four different standard Kamaka models, but in, in this year's uh, limited edition centennial uh, celebration headstock inlay, which is super cool, and label the case even you know has the 100-year anniversary um on it so you know it's only this year and, and they're pretty cool but if i can get you um to play something short like uh featuring a little bit of picking and a little bit of strumming on on each size and then after that maybe just give us some thoughts on um i guess like the the differences to you and maybe what some would excel in and um what, what you like about you know each size and and um, what differences you you see as being uh, um, factors when people are deciding on that sort of thing okay yeah and also any thoughts on um, your what well, your thoughts on Kamaka and um, whatever you have to say about that okay cool well, we're gonna do the sound sample real quick yeah but let's start with this let soprano Okay, we, yeah. Let's do soprano, pineapple, then that concert you're tuning up right there. And then um, we'll go to the tenor. So this is going to be the HF1, the HP1, the HF2, and the HF3. So the HF1...
what are what are like some of your thoughts when it comes to comparing soprano pineapple and regular shaped soprano kamaka I don't, at least. I don't usually like hear a difference between the two i get a lot of questions about um which one sounds better that's another difficult question too a lot of people are always yeah. asking which one sounds better i was like I, like, I think there's a little bit of a difference typically. I mean, there's a little bit of a difference even instrument to instrument, so. Yeah, I mean, like. But, um, the, yeah. Why don't we listen to these two? The soundboard is a little bigger, so it's supposed to. I mean, the, there's no hips, right? Right, so right, right. It's, uh. I, I hear it's a little bit hear. more warmth, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little bit less, um, attack or clarity, maybe, but this kind of nice, warm sweet sound out of the pineapples usually yeah yeah what's that that that's the hit the waist i guess waist right yeah yeah i mean yeah i know, I know what you mean but um but not a big difference actually it's not like really noticeable like the average person i think not, not unless you notice it yeah <laughs> but yeah here's the pineapple soprano So, um, did you notice differences? With yeah, those two? I think I think when you do talk about it, like there is a little bit more um, body to it. Yeah, like you said, I, I, I thought it was more warm, a little more warm than the standard soprano, a little more volume to it, right. more projection. Yeah. I mean, that's you know still two individual instruments. Like you could compare another. HF1 and HP1 and maybe come out with different results but you know that's yeah, uh that's a, one that's, data point as I like to say you know because it's that's just, another hard you know, thing to yeah. um like really gauge and how right. you know how well an instrument's going to project or like how it's going to sound even if it's the same exact model right as it may yeah. be like we can get another maybe the next time when we get another soprano that one might be louder even right. though it's the same like the same yeah build. yeah these uh, <clears throat> These things aren't when when we like speak kind of opinions based on generalizations of what we've heard throughout the years. It's still you know not a a rule to yeah. like you know really be able to trust all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one thing I like to I guess uh, maybe compare or like really judge a. I guess company not really judge was another word like um, I guess you know, judge could be the word yeah 
Um, but I don't know where you're going with this. How consistent they are because we get oh, the I, same. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think That's the Kamakas like are, are really they're, consistent. They're always consistent, yeah. yeah. But so, still, the cellular structure of koa wood, yeah, piece could. by piece varies a little bit. But you notice they even have a pretty uh, consistent, like looking, coloring, and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part. And, and uh, they, yeah. You know, I they, mean, they're they're, they're not. They're always consistent. Pumping so. out iPads, yeah. so they're <laughs> they're gonna vary a little bit. But um, this now that you're gonna play next is the concert, the HF2. Next size up. Nice for, and warm. For the big kids. <clears throat> my first uh, ukulele was a HF2. It wasn't mine, it was my auntie's. Yeah, yeah. She lent it to me, and that was the first thing I learned on in uh, elementary school. Yeah, that's yeah, not so. like a rare story here in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody once had a kamaka, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they carried it through a lot of the years. It's yeah, like... at, at school, we had uh, kamaka sopranos and... Um, concerts from I think it was from the 80s Yeah, but everybody got to use one we were talking about that in an earlier podcast and just how like crazy it what, I mean when you think about it now like there ain't no schools contacting us to buy 20 kamaka yeah that's <laughs> crazy like getting that to pass budget I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of money uh, alright concert Here's the HF2. It got pretty jazzy for Jack Johnson there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was a good recovery. Floated a little outside the box. But... <laughs> good save anyway. Okay. So... That was banana pancakes with a hint of uh, blueberry. I don't know. Giant step <laughs> down the stairs in the morning to eat them. <laughs> um... This has like been one of the best sellers for us. I mean, we usually get these in batches of like six or eight, and uh, they're gone like within days. I'm referring to the infamous HF3. Yeah, the tenor.
So, um, some thoughts on Kamaka? Um, overall, um, I really liked, uh, you know, since they started coming out with the satin finish, or the semi-gloss. Yeah, well, we, that's how we've been ordering it. Yeah. I think, in, in my opinion, it might be just better that way. Um, it, it's probably just me, but I think the tone is a little bit different. Usually, if we, like a lot of people say, there there isn't really a difference between gloss and um, satin. But I mean, if you put like like a thick layer of gloss, right, it's gonna affect the the resonance a little bit. Yeah, but more. they don't really put a thick layer of gloss yeah. even when they. But like, with, I I would say the feel is kind of a little bit nicer. I like it. Yeah, it's a lot. Even smoother. like if your hand rubs on the top, you know, like yeah. having that like smooth semi gloss the way it is. Yeah, it's and not it's not like good. a you know, opaque type of satin finish. Like some satins are kind of cloudier, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. it, it really shows the wood off nice still. Yeah. You still see the depth and the green and coloring of the wood. It's, it's super late. So thanks for coming down after your gig. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always, always fun to be a part of the, the podcast. Cool. So try to offer, um, some of my opinion on certain things. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You the man. <laughs> no, you the man. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week.